You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Hey, hey, good morning. Good morning. Good good morning from uh, Prior Lake, Minnesota. It's a good day over there. It's getting cold out there, huh? It feels it feels good. I mean, it's still eighty. Actually, it's seventies. I think seventies and eighties. You know, I know this stuff because I I got up at uh, I get up at five thirty and go to the club every morning. You know, Arnold, you know that Andy? I'm uh, I'm investigating this. I don't believe it. Do I look like I'm in shape? Yes. Because I use, I use you as my pillar of health, and I gauge everything off your look. I'm doing level ten on the bike. Just saying. Whoa, are you are you being serious right now? I am. Wow. Ever ever since I got back from Brazil, I actually went in the hot tub last night. So, yeah, that's crazy. Good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only been thirty years, so I thought I'd try it. It's it's a comeback tour, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the old bands come back, you know. Hey, I'll see totally. you, Chris. It'll be all skinny, and I eat, I eat sticks and berries for breakfast. Well, I went skinny would probably not be the best word to describe skinny. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that's you, gonna happen. You know how old you get when you get skinny when you're older. So it's funny. Like I, when you're younger, you look young. As you get older, the chubbiness stretches the skin out and makes it look just a little younger. And uh, and then when you wow. lose all that weight, you're screwed. Got some good, good, yeah, that's true. So, <clears throat> what do you think about our little market? It's it's very interesting to say the least. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's very. I think it's. Uh, I don't know. It's. I think we're in that little. We're trying to get used to it. It's like what what is it going to be and. You know, we don't quite believe it, but maybe we are starting to believe it a little that things are starting to maybe slow down a little, or I wouldn't even say slow down, but kind of becoming a little more normal, which is kind of a nice thing to have. I agree with you. I think that you also have to be very conscious of your price. I think you have to be, you know, um, price, condition, location, right? And those are some of the factors that go into it. I I've had some uh, some real estate agents that have called me recently and said, hey, how did you get that sold? Mine's still for sale. And what did you guys do that was so crazy different? And I think what you're going to start seeing is there is a difference right now with marketing. Marketing the value of that home, marketing the livability, the lifestyle. Like we've always talked about this, Chris. I know you have for sure with your Lakeshore. And talking about, you know, really selling that to the right person. And then you'll get better offers with better terms and more money. And I'm telling you, I think right now more than ever, you're starting to see real estate as the, as the market changes, people that appreciate a good real estate agent that can pull in better, uh, a bigger audience and an audience that actually cares about the attributes you have, it, it benefits that seller tremendously. The, the, what you pay to list is the last thing I talk about with somebody. I talk about what are you going to put in my pocket net? And, and I, I went around and around with this. I actually had a, a, a customer of mine, potential customer over on the east side of town. And she's like, I'm interviewing five agents. And I said, why? And I go, that's a lot of your time. And, and she said, well, you know, I just want to make sure that they're going to give me a, a low commission um, and give me a, lots of marketing. And I said, cool. So then whatever they tell you on price doesn't matter. 
well, that matters. I said, okay, so you're saying you actually want to find an experienced agent that knows the market and will give you a fair price and will give you a lot of marketing. What if I could show you a way to put fifteen dollars to $20,000 more in your pocket? Would you be open to listening to that? And if not, hey, nice to meet you. Good to see you. Goodbye. Yeah. Call me though when they when they wipe out for you, and you know, and then call me for the second round because I'll uh, gladly you know take a second round listing. But and I, I don't say that from a, I know it comes across as arrogant when I say that. It's more confidence because I've done this so many times where and you've done the same thing, Chris. We've been there before. We've done this before. We've seen markets change. I mean, just like I was I was doing a market last night for another guy, and it there was at the end of last year, weird in March April because um, there's no comps in this area. We had to go way back. Well, sure, they listed at you know three seventy five and got offered four twenty five. Mm-hmm. Weird, and it closed. And everybody else has been selling at three seventy five since. He's like, well, why can't I get four twenty five? And I go, because that was that idiot market we were in that I we might go back to. So all these people sitting on the sidelines saying, I'm going to wait. You wait for low interest rates, you're going to be paying higher prices. Facts, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you listen to all the experts right now. That's all screaming from the rooftops. And I think everybody that's older keeps thinking back to 2008, 2009, thinking, oh, man, but eventually the market's going to crash. You got to look at the statistics, right? I'll tell you what, Andy, I don't I don't think people remember how many buyers were out there and how many buyers are just pausing and taking a break and waiting for those interest rates to come down and, and feeling that. So, yeah, this this is the time. I mean, from a buyer standpoint, is to get out there and do it. Um, you know, there's some se- sellers that are getting, I wouldn't call it desperate, but like feel like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta get rid of this before, you know, the whole market goes way down. And we're just not in that position. I mean, we're just not in a in an inventory type position. We get an election year next year. The odds of them continuing to raise their interest rates in election year are pretty much nil. Um, that doesn't say good things about who you want, uh, you know, as if you want that president to continue. So um, yeah. never not seen a year where it's uh, hasn't been uh, fruitful that that year. They just don't they don't want to upset the apple cart. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that even the consumer that's advocating for a political party, one or the other, um, you'll see them like out doing things that create Oh, I'm hiring new people. I'm doing this in this district. Look at how great our district is or how our area is great. Reelect so-and-so. And so I, I tell you, there, there's a lot of fake news kind of, if you will want to call it that. I know I that's not my term, but I stole that. But, you know, you, you'll get a lot of that political hype. And uh, just, you know, like I, I don't like any of the presidents, uh, just for the record. I think they all have some kind of a crooked agenda. I mean, I, I definitely lead at lower taxes, more freedom whatever you want to read into that. And so I, I can vote on any side of the fence. I just, I, I look at it like, you know, Hey, enough is enough. I'm, I, I can't believe all the families I'm seeing right now that are like, guys, enough is enough. I mean, I, they're going and they're going broke, just trying to live and they just got a raise and they're, they're making $85,000 and last year they made 65 and they're still broke. And it's like, it's just, you know what I mean? Yep. I know. I don't mind those boring years once yep. in a while. You know what I mean? Interest rates now pushing seven and a half percent. What yeah. are we saying here? This is this cannot be sustainable with home value staying stagnant. Prediction: Our interest rates drop next year, but will yeah. just result in highly competitive situations. Boy, Andy, you I think you just said this and escalating home prices without a boom in inventory, which is not going to happen. What can be done? 
Every average American is being priced out of home ownership. Well, it, every every homeowner that uses financing is being priced out of home ownership, yeah. right? And so that's the key. And and see, I tell you, that's one of those scams that we've been taught since we were little. You got to go into debt. You got to buy. You know. And granted, I get it. You don't want to wait till you're 50 years old to buy your first house and pay cash mm-hmm. for it because you you probably would never catch up with the appreciation and everything else. But reality is, is that you know people buy the payment. They don't buy the house. So right now they're not getting enough house for the payment that they can afford. And so what's happening is you're just seeing people cool down because they, they're not excited. Kind of like I am when I'm looking at brand new GMC trucks running from $85,000 to $96,000 for a new GMC truck. And I need one. I got a lot of miles on mine. I'm ready. to. I mean, I'm at um, we're at a point where we have oh, hang on a sec. Sorry. My, my computer shuts off. Um, the uh, I don't know why it just does. It gets bored with me and it shuts off. Kind of like, yeah. Um, but no, you know, you look at those kind of things and I'm like, ah, I'm not paying that. That's crazy. And then you look at the incentives right now. Like they had last month's incentives for a GMC truck, loyalty cash, $1,250 loyalty cash for previous owners of GMC trucks. I'm like, where in the hell is your head, you guys? You guys are so going to dip down in this bowl of despair. You, you're, you're not, you got to get going. You got to start offering incentives to stimulate people to buy. And I just, I don't know. We'll see. And, yeah, Andy, do you, do you almost have 20,000 miles on your car now? So that's why it's trying to trade it. 46. It's, 46. That's, that's, <laughs> hey, that's a lot of miles. I have 200,000 on my, my Tesla. My my Just grandfather saying. used to say, hey, the ashtray is full and it needs a tank of gas. So let's get a new one. We uh, <laughs> stimulate that uh, economy. No, I, I've always said that's one uh, guilty pleasure I've had in all the years I've been doing this is I, I like to have a nice vehicle. Um, I always have, probably I always will. I, I think though, what I'm honestly going to do this time is that I'm not going to buy the the fancy pants, you know, top of the line. I'm going to go in there and say, all right, what can I get for 65,000? Like I did the last time and, and let's go. And they're, they're going to be like, you can get a nice. I don't, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I think you're buying the $95,000 one. For 65. Yes. 65, 95. I need $30,000 rebate dollars and then I'll be, so I'm holding out for that. Kind of like these people are holding out for better prices on houses. Well, that's the other thing we got. I mean, these interest rates and stuff, I mean, I, there's the buyers that are looking right now are also just kind of sitting there saying, you know what? Sure. It's going to cost me more for the next, you know, eight, nine months. And hopefully I'm going to be able to uh, qualify and refinance out of uh, this rate as, as they come down. And uh, but yet try to take advantage of uh, where the market's at right now. So, well, and I think I think I agree with you, Chris. And I think there's also one other factor that's happening right now. We were looking at last week. I don't know if you remember the we were talking about like new construction, how it's exceeding in in some markets, uh, the existing home sales. And again, just to reiterate what is happening in that arena. Why is that happening? Right. What Mm -hmm. what builders are doing is they're being uh, they're in a position where they can contribute up to 3%. Lenders are contributing 1%. So 4% of that purchase price is being dedicated to buying down your interest rate. And they're putting the house up for sale and they're saying, hey, buy this house at 5.1, 5.9, 5.5% interest. And, you know, and it, it, I tell you, people that are not looking at price, they're only looking at payment that is super lucrative and attractive to them. And so they're pouncing on it. Mm -hmm. So you are paying more for the house. You're going to be what they call stuck uh, for a while because you're buying that new house, which is fine. 
But when you buy that low of a rate, in theory, you're paying 4% more for that house. So that house has to appreciate 4% for you to get back to square, right? And then on top of that, you start growing equity and whatever else. So by the time you'd have to sell it, you'd have to have at least 10% by the time you have a real estate agent. And that'd be to break even. So think about that. So you're buying that house for 700. You got to get up to 770, 780 just to break even on it to sell it. And anyway, and then you're hoping the market's there. Because what if the market doesn't go up? The market's still at 700. Now you got to sit there and wait until the market comes back to 700. So that's, that's all. I'm yeah. That's also a mentality of, uh, you know, that your house is an investment rather than, Hey, this is where I live. This is where I enjoy. This is what I want to do. And I think that, I, I think that has came through a little more um, during the, the whole COVID thing that people, you know, you, you could be stuck in your house for a while. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever happen. I really don't. But uh, I think some people do believe that. You, you, I'm not uh, saying you're saying house, there's, that. E there's some emotion and pleasure that goes into buying a house. There should be. I think so. Yeah. I think, well, I think most people buy an emotion, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, as you're out there, you're working hard every day, and you have in your brain your your level of what you've achieved for success, and you want your house to represent that success. Not everybody, but some people. Mm -hmm. And and you know, well, otherwise, why would you buy a fifteen thousand square foot house on the peninsula on Lake Minnetonka? Because you you're not doing that because you need it. You're doing that because your <laughs> ego is gigantic. You need a semi truck to drive your ego out to the showing. And because you can. Yeah. So I'm thank God I'm still just a pickup truck. I can keep my ego in the back. Looks like Nick's got some social media stuff for us, Andy. <laughs> One more time, Nick. Do Andy, that why don't you read it? Why don't you read it? I don't know if you saw uh, that little <laughs> that little guy there uh, on his. Oh my gosh, it's so sad that some of these people in politics have gotten. I mean, they they can't even function, and they just keep throwing them out there. But anyways, uh, yeah, there is. I mean, people do question you if every every time it is the perfect time to either buy and or sell. But I'll tell you what, I don't know. I'm not I'm not so sure it wasn't the best time to buy and sell. Uh, for the last three years, I mean, really, or last two and a half years for sure, that uh, it was it was good, really, for both people. You know, here, really let me, I'm going to throw this out there because this is something that sometimes we forget. We get so busy with kids and life and jobs and whatever else, and you kind of forget that things are kind of slowly going up around you. And I come back to my grandfather telling me he was up in Big Lake. There was three cabins on the whole. This was I'm talking almost 80 years ago, right? And um, he was in his young 20s, and now he's passed away now. But at the time, it was him and a farmer across the lake. And he said he approached me and said, hey, I own the whole other side of the lake. I have like uh, 400 acres of land. And he goes, I'm losing my farm to the bank. And he says to my grandfather, he says, have you ever been interested in being a farmer? He goes, I can sell my whole farm for literally $2,800, and you can have the lakeshore. All I want is the house. And you can have all the farmland. You can have all the lakeshore. And I'm going $2,800. But you're talking, this was back, you know, back in the 30s. Wow. Yeah. And you, so now you look at that and you say, okay, so today's money, let's say that the, the that's worth uh, $10 million. So to go from 2,800 to 10 million in value, things change over time. 
And sometimes it, it goes faster. Sometimes it goes slower. You know, I think a couple of years ago, we even saw it go negative uh, for a little while, you know, that mm -hmm. uh, deflationary times, but it's okay. Times change, you know, adjust for the change and move on and buy what you can afford. Um, you know, you yeah, okay with exactly. your phone over there? You yeah, I have to get, I got to turn my phone off. Hey, I was going to tell you, they have this button. It's a silence button on the side. Well, oh my yeah. gosh. So when you're at church and it's ringing and you don't address it, like. I'm going to give you a little, little phone technology update that my phone kept shutting off. It, like I would just lose my cellular signal and uh, it was so frustrating. I mean, it was going on for two days and so I'd restart it and then it kind of would come back. And uh, I guess they say those SIM cards kind of uh, burn out or something after a little while. And so. I got a new SIM card. Now everything works fine. But you just go in there and they'll replace the SIM card quick and you're on your way. So nice. You have that problem. Yeah. There's my technology. That's a good update. tip. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. I'm calling this place the Goth Mermaid Stripper Barbie Dream House. We're in Hudson, Wisconsin. $1.1 million, seven bed, four bath, and it's 5,600 square feet. I wore my pink today so I could match the house as well as the pink G Wagon in the driveway. Jumping right in. <laughs> If you think you know what the theme of this house is, you don't. Here's the living room, a bit more pink. Is this a Playboy bunny? Here's your dining room. We're really mixing pink with black gothic furniture. It's quite, quite the combo. Here's the bathroom. If you want to know what that sign says, let's all read it here together. Please don't do coke in the bathroom. So here's the kitchen, pretty normal. Here's the upstairs, what is that? Be your own daddy and make your own sugar. I know that's right. And then we have another kitchen, just the most normal kitchen I've ever seen in the Barbie core goth stripper Barbie mermaid dream house. Huh? Like what, is this the same house? Taxidermy, of course. If you were wondering why I said stripper earlier, <laughs> this is why. The, the, the bedroom furniture, huh? Like, does Dracula live here? I'm so, what? what is happening? You know, sometimes these houses are so crazy, but when they fully commit, I respect it. We haven't fully committed here, have we? Hmm. If you're wondering what that is, it's a mermaid skeleton above the bathtub. So, huh? <laughs> what is happening? And here's the outside area. That's it. Love you, bye. Oh, Jesus. I, uh, I get a kick out of that fella. I, uh, I, know. I, I like him. I did too, but then a lot of money in your industry. Is he? Yeah, getting leads, helping real estate, designing, just from stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. No, he's Is, he's entertaining as heck. I tell you, I uh he's a realtor. Wow. No, I don't think he's a realtor. He just like does content on it and gets people's leads and helps design and things like oh. that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did have some good points there about confusing a potential buyer i mean you go from you go from the barbie house to the you know i mean nice house i mean i wonder if that was kind of split up into like a duplex or something mm. or you know two different two different units and, and playing off of that but a million one in hudson i don't know i'd have to see the land how close we are to the river yeah. to see uh if that value was there but uh that, that was it was good yeah, if you're looking for an unstable seller, you got it. You, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, got to give them uh, credit though. Doing what they want to do. Yeah. And I, I, it's well, you can do what you want to do as long as you don't care about the return on investment. Yeah. Period. Yeah. 
So I always say, and, and, and God bless all of you that have inherited a lot of money. That is a trust fund baby or a, I inherited a lot of money or got the big divorce settlement kind of money situation. And then they don't care. That's, that's what I know I would guess, but that's just my Andy, guess. I, I heard one time that you can't bring it with you. So you might as well enjoy it while you're here. That's what I've heard. Chris, they don't, kindness not, matters, buddy. It, it does. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of something. What, what uh, like you said, that price seems pretty crazy. You did the paint on Hudson and how um, wild the house is. What if they're using it as like a marketing technique for their Airbnb, I assume they do, or some party event center? They charge you really high or put the price up and get people to do videos like that. Could be. Absolutely. I mean, that the whole Airbnb has changed a, a lot of thinking when it comes to that sort of stuff. I mean, it's more like, you know what? That would kind of be cool. Let's just do it for the weekend. Oh, my gosh, this would be great. Yeah. Well, now, you know, 52 people are doing it every weekend, and you're making a crap ton of money. So Wasn't that – didn't you and I, two years ago or whatever it was, we had that dome home on here, and yeah. they said it was booked out for like two years, people yeah. wanting to rent it for the weekend? and. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, all those things. Yeah, you never thought you would um, purchase them. There was one in Rosemount, yeah. a dome home, and it was in the middle of acreage, and it had tons of work that needed to be done. And my person wanted to go see it at the beginning. And, God, there was like – I mean, it was like a revolving door, people coming in there to see this place. But they were all kind of looking from it as a Airbnb-type thing Do you, because uh, it's unusual. It's different. Nick Brett doesn't remember, but Chris, do you remember those uh, Fanta Suites hotels that they had? In Burnsville. Every room was straight up, this is the astronaut room. This is the chic room. This is the Roman emperor room. This is the... I stayed stayed in the Igloo room (laughs) with Nick's mother. Hey, I was saying more so that the the owner of that place could elicit for a stupid price just to get attention. If someone wants to buy it, that's great but they had people do content on it like that. And then, Hey, you know, I'm actually Airbnb in this thing out. Do people ever do that where they just throw their house on there to get a, get attention to, to make content. I mean, work. And, and I, th- I think that's a little misrepresentative. If you're, if you just <clears throat> throw it out there at a super high price, but I'll tell you what, I was just seen on the MLS. I'm like, there's two houses that I saw. I'm like, there's just no way it's even worth that. It's not even worth it. And it's kind of like, as an agent, even I'm looking at, I'm kind of like, God, this is three and a half million dollars. I mean, God, maybe it is. And then you start trying to justify it because that's what they throw out there. And, and some people will do that and all of a sudden say it's three and a half. And now we're going to reduce it to two and a half million. Yeah. And it's just going to be a, a steal when it's probably worth two and a half million. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's getting attention, right? That that's yeah. it. so. At the end of the day, like Nick is saying, are they seeking attention or are they really trying to sell it for that price? But I, I got to be honest with you, most people that were trying to get the best price, um, probably, I, I don't know. I'm kind of confused. So I, I get it. There's there are people out there that express themselves differently. I get that, and I respect that. So there might be the right buyer that comes along and goes, "Oh my God, finally somebody designed a house the way I'd want it." But when you're that specific, like you're into goth. You're into Barbie. You're into uh, what mermaids. You're into uh, whatever. I mean, that's quite a plethora of uh, variety of uh, interests. But I, I, I don't know. I don't disagree, Nick. That might be the, the concept behind it. Maybe if the is a, a listing agent 
it's listing it and owning it at the same time, maybe. We look at us. We just talked Very about possible. That's nope. I'm about to show you a real estate hack. First, you want to go to your county tax assessor's website. Now you want to scroll down to where it says delinquent tax and click tax sale listing. Scroll down and these are a list of properties that you can individually go through and look them up and you can purchase their properties for these amounts that's listed. Those are property taxes that people have not paid yet. You have to register to see the actual homes. You want to find something that says documents and forms. Go through all these forms and figure out the process. In Georgia, the owner has a year to buy the property back from you with 20% interest. Or in a year, you actually own that property. How cool is that? You just bought a property for pennies on a dollar. Come on. Can happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they can forfeit uh, to tag delinquent taxes. Most people don't, but you know, yeah. especially if it's a small amount, you're gonna go through a lot of work to pay off. Now you have the cash. They don't they don't just give you let you do. It's cash. It's not credit card. It's not whatever. So you go in there and pay off that tax lien, and then you start the foreclosing process. Is what you basically was you know saying. Yeah. So and keep in mind that it's gonna it if there's uh, taxes are delinquent. I mean. If there's a mortgage on it, the mortgage company is going to take care of that and, and grab it back. So these yep. are this, these are people that are basically they don't have a mortgage on the property, or maybe right. they're having a contract for deed, and the seller's kind of you know the contract for deed holder is just kind of forgot about it and doesn't watch things. So it's not like there's going to be a ton of these properties available. They're typically you know a, a piece of land that maybe someone inherited that they never really knew what to do with it. And it's up in, you know, Bowatic and it's, you know, a, a separate lot that's got a, a tax lien on it and you can do it. And, you know, but. Well, but so now I, I've actually done this uh, in state by state is different. You follow the IRS, for an example, the IRS will do the same thing. They'll have tax liens against properties. And the, the difference is, is this, if you're buying the note, that's one thing. And not every state lets you do that, but some will, some counties will go all the way through the process of actually uh, taking the property back and then they put it up for auction because they want to actually make money on it at that point for the arrears that they're in. But what's interesting about all of that is, is that like when you do the, the IRS liens and it says, you know, uh, start the bidding at 200,000 and you know, it's worth a million dollars. Well, there's a lot of times when you look at the fine print, there's also incumbences that are on the side that says liens, judgments, because it wasn't a true foreclosure. They didn't go through the foreclosure, which is a legal act, like a actual, like a sheriff act where it's like being arrested, right? So it's a it's a legal process that eliminates everybody. They have to go through an advertising process. They have to put it up for sale for so long. They have to give them time to redeem it. There's all these things that have to line up perfectly for us and you to get it at that amount. And it is, um, you'd probably have to do 50 of them to get one. You got it. You got a yeah, lot it's, of, it's, it's not like a... bit of money. The return's not there unless you, unless all the stars align. I'm not saying don't do it. You know, right. it's, it, she's a clever girl, you know, thinking about it, you're right, you know, real estate agent wise, trying to think of ways to stimulate other buyers in her audience to say, hey, she's got her, you know, an angle that nobody else has, which I appreciate about that. But I don't know, it, it it's not a, if it was a clear um, path to making money every time, you wouldn't see just real estate agents doing it. You'd see big corporations doing it. 
Well, they said I could have 30 seconds on the show for a quick ad. Andy Prasky, Remax Advantage Plus. Andy at Prasky.com if you want to email us. Here's the thing. 22 years in the business, over 1,400 sales. I'd like to help you with your real estate needs. If that's buying, if that's selling, if that's building, whatever it is, give us a call. Send us an email. Let's get you started on your real estate journey. I'd like to help you on the way. Uh, lots of experience here, and I uh, would like to put it to work for you. Andy Prasky, Remax Advantage Plus. Thanks for listening to the show. It's actually 24 years now. <laughs> uh, let's make a new one, Andy. I, I, hey, like, I like to get my money out of them. I, uh, I, uh, I saw this. Um, I was going through lakes in, in Minnesota, and I never heard of this one. Andy, it's kind of near your area. What do you think of <clears throat> Long Lake, the real estate near it? Uh, your overall thoughts? a little bit so I can see what we're looking at. Long Lake in New Brighton? Um, let me, I can't tell where you're at. You're not showing me any crossroads. Oh, there you go. Actually, yes, I, I apologize. I have actually sold a house on that lake before. Um, it's right over by Irondale kind of high school, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right off the up and around on the north side of the lake up there. Um, it's uh yeah, really nice little lake, kind of a, a sleeper, if you will. It's um yeah, look at that. Tatino's right over to the left. Yep. Yeah, when you get a location like that too, I mean when you quick access in and out, you know, I don't think it's gonna be your ultimate um, you know, water skiing lake, but at least having the backdrop of water, I'll tell you, that's a big thing. <laughs> just having that water that's what i like i mean i'm on prior lake which is obviously a more of a it's a recreational lake and and, and bigger but i just love seeing the water here in the water well and if you look at if you look back at those maps you can get on to uh 35w or 35 uh what is it w right there yeah pretty fast yeah, yeah. you're downtown in like six minutes yeah i mean it's like boop, 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 you're right there I mean, and it's yeah. all fast freeway. You got Roseville over there. I actually, uh, so what was the, what was the, is it underrated? Yes. I mean, that, that area might not be the, uh, growing the most either from a real estate. I think it's a sleeper, Chris, because it people, it's, it's already fully developed. So now you're looking at anything that's new as redevelopment or like a lot of the families, I have one of them on my team that just moved to New Brighton right next door to that so that their son could go to Tatino Grace. So they wanted to be closer to the high school up there. So you're seeing Fridley isn't as hot as it used to be, you know, for that crowd, even though it's in the town of Fridley, the Tatino Grace, a lot of families are, you know, uh, planting into that New Brighton, uh, Moundsview, um, you know, hmm. area there, Long Long Lake, as they say. Yeah. So I just don't know that area as well. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful over there. It's, it's really, it's a kind of a, very nice, well-kept area. Everybody seems to have nice stuff there. Um, mm -hmm. Trees are mature. The streets are pretty. I mean, it's a it's a very nice part of town. I uh, it's it's a, definitely a sleeper for sure. Good deal. I mean, that's it's kind of nice to have Lake Living so close in in town too. You know. Well, and it kind of oozes over too, right? So you got the people across the street that can still see the lake. So they love their area too. They're out walking with their strollers or their dogs and they've got their yard really nice as well. And there's a lot of very nice, well-kept properties over there. And, and there are some very expensive homes, um, you know, uh, on that lake as well, custom built, you know, so pretty cool. For sure.
I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. Whoa. Yeah. So what is, this is that mansion global. You had this before. And I was I was saying this was kind of a, you know, that maybe they're trying to get people to advertise on it and they're just kind of taking stuff. But um, all of a sudden this so happens, a listing of mine is on here now. I oh. was just, I was looking over this. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did they do that? They never called me. They never interviewed me. They never did anything. So I think what, uh, this mansion global is, is that they're, they're trying to um, advertise other places uh, within the listing. And I, once we get to it, I can kind of show you it, but I don't know if you want to go, if you want to go down uh, these houses or, or what, but yeah, this first one already doesn't seem like it's the, the luxury. Right. Listing. They're just grab, they're just basically grabbing listings and then they, because it's, it's mansion global and we're talking about a, 1500 square foot townhome in Moorhead, you know? So I don't, I don't think that's quite uh mansion criteria, but maybe, maybe in Moorhead, you never know. It could be Andy. So, but you'll see that where they say the home is close to schools and educational centers, and then they kind of go really deep into it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what they're trying to do. So. Well, maybe down here it says Prior Lake, Minnesota home was 6,662 square feet. That's, there you go. that's my listing. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that's the Very listed nice. in, in territory. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a super nice house. And uh, oh, look at that, Chris P. Rooney. So what they did is they took some of our our wording, but if you look at the next paragraph, did we just give you a new nickname, Crispy. Yeah, Crispy. 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 All right, Crispy, Crispy tell us about your new listing, Crispy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think they're on like that last paragraph. I mean, that's nothing I put in there, but. I mean, a Subway and Walmart and uh, and cream of the cakes, you know, so I'm pretty just sure to this, do is, this is AI doing the whole Internet and they're just pumping these out all around the country. I bet. Yep. Yeah, they're just, they're just grabbing stuff. So, so what's funny, you know, Nick, actually, that that it brings up an interesting argument. Right. So it's really kind of close, but it doesn't represent what that local luxury listing agent would actually put in their own ads or in their own context. So what's happening is they're not they're not by design, they're not cutting and pasting your stuff because they can't. So they're reduplicating it. Now that information gets out there. Now somebody Googles your address and guess what happens, Chris? They pull up information that's kind of close, but not really accurate. And yeah. it, it, it'll it lose its luster. AI will eventually, if there's enough AI pulled from enough AI sources, all of a sudden you're going to have their version of what that is. And it's not going to be accurate anymore. So eventually AI will kind of become not sexy, or you're going to have to say that uh, this is a verified source versus a AI source. And so eventually the feds will step in and say, hey, this is an AI written article or AI written website or whatever. Not that it's wrong. It's just that it's you just need to know so that when you're going into it, to put yeah. different goggles on. Right. I've, I've gotten so many calls from people saying, hey, this the information's wrong on this listing that, you know, you said it's uh, 
you know, it's five baths, but this is only saying it's four baths or 3.5 baths. Right. And it's like, well, I can't determine what their website does. You know, I mean, we've yeah. got all our information incorrectly and you hope it does, but there's something. So let's just talk about bathrooms, for instance. If it's, some people might call it whatever room has something in it is a bathroom. So a half bath is still a bathroom. And so there's five of them and you might have two half baths, a three quarter and two full baths. Well, if that's on another website, they might say, oh, that's just a half. And there's another half. So that's one. And then there's a three quarter and a three quarter. Oh, that's two and a half. And then plus a full, that's three and a half. So now okay. it says three and a half when there's really five. So, so this is this was a problem I had with one of our local uh, real estate firms. It's been around a long time. They're there. They'd sweep the MLS and their system was uh, changing the the um, uh, line of the photos as well. So that all of a sudden you'd see like a, a bathroom picture instead of the front house picture on their website versus another one. The other thing they were doing is for a while they had problems with transposing bedrooms and bathrooms. And so all of a sudden it would show like a, a five bathroom house with two bedrooms. And it's like, nope, it's the other way around. And so it, what I would say is this, just like on the disclaimer on the back of their website says, buyer beware, make sure to verify. There is no better source than the real estate agent themselves. And if you Google the address and you go to the agent's website themselves, you're going to usually get the most accurate information um, or the MLS. And if you can find a way to get to that MLS directly, either through a real estate agent sending you information, that's why I do that. I mean, I go from shopping where it's kind of accurate and it'll say like, I'll give you an example. I've got customers that'll say there's 10 houses on Zillow that I want to see. Okay. Cause they all say active. We go in there, we spend the time to find all the addresses. We do all the whatever. And two of them are actually available for showings because the other ones are actually pending inspection, pending sale of house, pending financing, whatever it is, but they don't show it that way. So remember folks that when you're online looking at real estate, a lot of times it's designed to get you intrigued enough to click on it. My real estate agent says it's not available. So I'm going to click on it. Weird. Also you get 15 people calling you asking if you want to go see that house because you're being sold your information, right? So it's like everything, anything that's free isn't free. They're, they're getting something out of you to give you that information. That's what I'm, I was going to ask you guys. Do you think obviously they're trying to get people, agents to, to market on here maybe, or they're just taking information from uh, people that click on it and, and selling those leads to real estate agents, especially the luxury ones. It's all about getting leads and selling leads. I mean, I, I get, I'll tell you what, I two, three times a week at least, I get people calling me up and saying, I, I just got a text yesterday. And they said, Chris, do you only sell homes in Savage? Tom from a 973 number. And it's just like, you know, it's, those are people saying, and I go, no, I sell houses all over. Well, where is it? Well, I just happen to have leads there. It's just a way in which to be able to get it. But they're always trying to sell us realtors, oh these God. leads and, and different I, I will apologize right in advance. If I don't have you programmed in my phone and my contacts, I will never answer your call. I'll listen to your voicemail. And I'll respond to you. If you don't leave me a voicemail, I won't respond to you because there is so much spamming going on in our industry for think about think about real estate agents, everything from photography to websites to, you know, uh, social media to ad clicks to image building to lead generation to recruiting team members to different brokerages to the house cleaners. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, I can be a good landscaper for you to. Re no problem. I mean, but here, here's what I'd say to you. So that website and I'm, I'm not uh, picking on you. But I'm going to pick on you for a second, Nick. That's 100% an ad-driven, revenue-driven website. They're putting out the things that people research. 
They want globe. They want mansions. They want whatever. So those are words that people search. Their site pops up. Guess what they get? They get eyeballs on their website. What does eyeballs sell? Ad revenue. Now they can say, hey, we have 30,000 viewers a day on our website. Would you like to put your ABC furnace company on there uh, for $4,000 a day to get in front of all these people looking for luxury homes? And that's how they sell. They don't even care about the content. They're just getting the eyeballs on there and they're getting the people to yeah. click it. And that's what they sell. I think it's all fake. I think it's 100%. There's a ton of that ad. Well, the late night TV shows talking about how, how do I become a millionaire without doing anything? There you go. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I found this. What I do a lot of the times during the week is type in Minnesota real estate on Google and go to the news, see any news stories. And this is one of the top things. So obviously they're, they're doing their job or there's a gap in the market that should be filled in, in Minnesota if this is popping up like that. There's yeah. a lot of really smart people out there that, that figure that stuff out. Now, will you ever go back? I don't know. Will you ever, you know, mention it? I don't know. You know, it's like, that's always the, um, there's been other sites in the world that have been like that before too. People go to your site. If there's not value, they leave. So it's like, they should have done the Moorhead one first, but let's go through the rest of them. There's some decent stuff in there. Okay. Like just talk about the, the areas and. Yeah. I think Andy said something too about that whole photo arrangement. I want to bring that up after, but go ahead and we'll do this. Okay. So, uh, Really? 3.2 for, for that? Huh. Let me see. <laughs> New it makes it one of a kind residence, 5,700 square feet for 3.2. Is it? What is that? I don't. Is this the listing right here for 3.25 million? I mean, I don't even have to look at it. There's just no. It just doesn't seem like it's uh, even close. So is it on the Mississippi River? Oh, hold on. Six exceptional lots. No details been overlooked by Streeter. Okay, so it's a new construction home on uh, in on a Mississippi River Vista plat. So see, that's the other thing. We can't. It's this is not like we have to dissect everything to try to even figure it out. So um, you can see on the bottom, it there's a lot of like yeah. words and that. So that's the other one. That, these these are renderings of homes that they could build on on the Mississippi River. So um, and I'm sure you know they're like to be built so that you could get quite a bit of money on them. So in Rochester, that's nine fifty. What do you think, Andy? I mean, basically a two thousand foundation walkout rambler in Rochester. Seems like a lot of money, but it's a very nice looking house. Yeah. I mean, Rochester is, uh, is not a, a cheap place in which to be able to go. That's for no, sure. No, I, I can I can build that house up in the cities for probably seven hundred with a lot. So. Hey, look look at this uh, next one. How much they're messing up? Sixty six square feet. Yeah, <laughs> that, you can't. That's not even a legal bedroom. Sixty six square feet. But what a what a cute house that is, though. Wow. Yeah. I can't say I can't say I would pay three point two five million for it, but um, wow. it's uh, kind of a play off the old uh, architecture and uh, yeah. and staying with the true theme of that area because you do see quite a few. I was driving around in Richfield the other day, and uh, you see kind of these, you know, these houses that you would build um, in a smaller neighborhood and just try to you know throw them up, and it just totally it throws off the the whole feel of a, a cool older area in like Edina or Richfield Hopkins area. 
And then all of a sudden you get this kind of little, this little square thing that they just didn't kind of play with the, the era or the architecture and tried to make it fit in. And they just popped like three of them in there. They bought, they might've bought one house that was on three lots and they just plop, plop, plop. And it just kind of looks a little, little different, but Andy, I did want to make a mention. Uh, oh, there's a mansion right there. Here you go. So look at that on the top. Advertise with us. Yeah. So you can buy advertisement. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're, I mean, you got the, it's basically trying to get you there, but Andy's so right on. That's a total AI thing. And they uh, totally screwed it up. I mean, with 66 square feet. I mean, that, that would be, you know, people are seeing this. All of a sudden your seller sees it. And then all of a sudden it becomes like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you putting six? Well, it's not me. I didn't do it. You know, but you have to, these are the things that kind of come out and, and come in. But when you talked about photo arrangement, that is such an important part of marketing. And if someone manipulates oh, yeah. your photos, I mean, I have, I, and I've seen stuff like that. And I've seen, but I've seen it on the MLS where it kind of throws you all over the house, you know, and you're like, oh my God, I can't feel how it goes. You need to take your pictures and, and basically walk them through the house. Right. And some people all of a sudden they'll just throw all these different photos in and you have no idea where you are. You get confused and you just move on. So people eliminate you online. They they don't they don't shop to be intrigued and like wow. Like the website we were just on is for fun killing time when you're at the dentist office, you know, waiting for your appointment, kind of whatever. But I'll tell you what, when you look at when you're, um, you know, actually out there looking at um, you want details, you want what I don't know. I just I don't know. I'm uh, I, I think photos are way more important than we realize because people as they're flipping through, maybe it meets a three bedroom, two bath criteria you're looking for. But if the first photo is a picture of the laundry room or the garage and you're not into those rooms. You are be like, well, that's weird. And you start questioning everything from the listing agent to why would they do this to what what's going on here? And, the front of the and, house must not look good you right. know, because you're not How showing it. Ugly from the front. You and I have done that a thousand times. So it's like, unfortunately, and if your house doesn't have the most curb appeal, what sometimes I'll do is I'll do like the photo within the photo or you'll do like the, show the front of the house, but you'll show like the four season porch. They go, ooh, you know, or a lot of times I'll start with an aerial if the front is ugly where, or not as a, I shouldn't say ugly. There's not really ugly houses, but there's under. There is ugly. Okay. Um, I've never, uh, yeah. So I, I, but what I would do then is have where we would then take and put the, um, the aerials in and said, you know, and you get about five to one clicks on aerials. We have way more people that click on aerials than they do on the, the front elevations. But I've also done the opposite, Chris, where I've taken them all off where I have one photo and I put my favorite photo on there. Cause we're not getting showings because people eliminate the, the opportunity to see the house based on what you're putting out there. So Putting a ton of stuff out there is great for some people because you're helping the buyer, not the seller. And and sometimes you are helping the seller. So you got to be, there's a, pay attention to what's happening. I do think though that, you know, this, this is reality now. This, all this, these kind of websites are reality and what we have to deal with. And as, as an agent, and so I'm talking to the agents, these are the things that we need to explain to our sellers ahead of time to be able to ward off those problems because, um, that it's going to get worse. I mean, people are going to take advantage of it. Everyone's an author, a poet, and uh, a book writer with AI now. Everyone has the ability to do it in three strokes. They can be able to kind of change anything and everything that they want. And so I think it's something that we have to really kind of, I don't know, we have to really watch, um, you know, what other people are doing to our stuff. 
you know, oh, I mean, yeah, my, now my listing on there didn't get hit that bad, but it, it is kind of like, okay, so we're talking about a subway. Okay, that's great. Uh, but there's a lot of subways around. That's not something that I would really kind of, you know, make sure that, boy, I want to make sure I do that. But they're going after subway, <clears throat> telling subway that, hey, we're, we're promoting you, you know, next to this mansion. So. Well, it, it, to, to me, for you guys explain it to clients, I think they'd be like, wow, that's really interesting. You guys are ahead of the curve. You know what you're talking about, because a lot of the public has no idea that that's total BS and, and not that good. Right. So I think it's pretty important to, to understand these kind of things and explain to, to clients and, and future buyers and sellers. Well, it's, it's kind of like what Andy said at the beginning, you know, about the, the client who wanted to interview five different agents. And all they wanted was, you know, I want the lowest commission for the most amount of stuff. And now he threw in a, hey, do you want, do you, it doesn't matter what you listed for that. Oh my God, I never really thought of that. And so what is your goal and how do we get you there? And uh, I think, I, I think that's, our job a lot is uh, dissecting and, and, and knowing what's out there and even advertising. A lot of sellers are like, oh my gosh, I saw my neighbor's house is on Mansion Global. I want you to put it on there. Now agents are going right over there to say, hey, I'm going to advertise on Mansion Global. And uh, now they start spending money on stuff that, you know, that all of a sudden, you know, we, we dissected and took away that we got a 66 square foot house and uh, we've got a house by a subway. And there's a mansion in Moorhead that's $247,000, you know? No. And if we can kind of like, because um, it's it's a hard world. It's our job. It's a hard world for the sellers uh, to figure this out and the buyers to navigate it. So I agree. And I think that, you know, the old uh, cliche of the all exposure is good exposure isn't always true. Um, Cause I think that there should have to be some disclosure when they, when they publish an article like that, that makes it look like, there's an editor that's actually writing and composing an article about your property and reporting the news on your art. That's what they're doing, but they're letting a computer system do it based on yeah. what they find out there. Um, actually, we should dive into that and see if we can yeah. find it. Cause I mean, I wonder if there is something with that because that does make total sense. I mean, we spend a lot of money on doing what we do. I mean, like you said, with the aerials and stuff and we're, we're trying to create that impact right away. And then all of a sudden, they're going and taking a picture of a bathroom in a laundry room first. Well, eventually, eventually on our, our MLS input sheet, you know, it, now it says on the MLS feeds, you can go to these different, they have you check five different feeds that it can go out to, right? The last one, like I don't do is the one that says that you actually will allow them to put, you know, comments on your price. And that, so I would say no to that one, but eventually they're going to say, do you want this to be syndicated to AI style sites? Yes or no. And, and eventually you'll be able to say no, and they won't syndicate to these people. No. If you don't want to, we'll see. They've been bought before, Andrew. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here as the old man saying, you know, don't do it. But I also just saw a young guy that thought all of his bills were being paid online by an app, and and the app wasn't verifying the bills were being paid, and he screwed up his credit, and he went from an 800 credit score down to about a 450, like that, because bills weren't being paid properly, and something <laughs> happened with his account, and all of a sudden he's got three months of missed payments, and this app is saying they're all paid. So he's like going to the app going, hey, this, it says everything's paid. You still have the responsibility, young man, to verify that that's actually being paid by the bank. But people are lazy. They want the app to do everything. They want this to do everything for you. Old school thinking says verify it's been paid. Show it's been paid and give me a receipt that it's been paid. Make fun of your grandpa. Make fun of us all you want. Verification is one of the most important things when it comes to actual real life. 
And I think there's so many things that are trying to, let's make it simple and not worry about it. And let's do that. I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't use some technology, but I only want to use technology that can be verified, that verifies it's doing what it says it's doing when it comes to my credibility and or my, my you know, um, responsibilities. It's like Deion Sanders would say, we're collecting receipts, baby. We're collecting receipts. You got to collect well, receipts. When I was in Colorado, you could hear the <laughs> roar when they beat TCU last weekend. And I was 30 miles away or 20 miles away from there. They were in Boulder or whatever. And I was over in Golden. And it was at TCU. It was in Texas. You're looking. You're listening to a different game. They're probably they're celebrating, but that game was in Texas. No, yes, yeah, TCU. The whole town went crazy. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. They that he is that guy's unbelievable. He he motivates me. I'm like, let's go. You know. So okay, what do you tell people who become priced out of their area due to out of staters moving in? Should have bought earlier. <laughs> Here's the big, a great investment. The know? big uh, discussion. A lot of obviously millennials, younger people. Do you think people are owed a home where they grew up? So if they stay there, they work there. Do you think they should get in first or no? Well, go hmm. move over to socialist Europe and uh, yeah. see how that works out. Some of those people are fourth generation renters in the same properties because they can't even get rentals that are in the same communities that they can afford, let alone being owners. So this whole American I, dream thing, you better be careful. I think I think these people should, you know, probably respect where they grew up and, and stay in that area and then purchase and they should be doing that. How about that? I mean, let's look at it from both ways. But no, no one's owed anything in this world. Um, you know, if you work for it, you get it, you do it. But I mean, if your market, you've done someone's done something right and out of staters are moving in and and taking over. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. That's we're we're in a free world. Right. So. Those are those are states where people have gotten crazy appreciation. So they have like free money, if you want to call it that, where they can come in and, and throw that free money at things and raise prices because they want to get what they want to get. And so the idea there is, is that maybe investing into the areas that are appreciating better will give you that same freedom that they have. You know, maybe you buy a couple properties, you know, so. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about that kind of that philosophy, Andy, that's what we see a lot on like lakes. You know, people are getting these inflated prices. I mean, the prices are crazy and they can take that money and go buy something that's unreal. That's twice as good as what they got for uh, 50% less and feel like they got a great deal. And so what they're doing is like, hey, does that matter? I mean, I already got two million on that. This is only a million. I'll pay a million fifty. What's the difference? I, when, that, I was out in, uh, when I was out in that winter park in uh, Colorado, I was looking at... Um, we went on an excursion and we drove by this one area. I told you guys about this last time we were on the air. And uh, I now reached out to the agent that was actually selling there and says, Hey, you know, just kind of curious, what kind of investments do you guys have available? And he goes, well, that's kind of your problem. We just sell them. And then you can hire somebody if you want to. And I was like, okay, so let's talk about your single family units. And he goes, well, we have 2,600 square foot units that start at 2.395 um and go up from there and i'm like okay well can you send me some of the floor plans i'm talking a 2600 square foot house that isn't even facing at the mountain the, the side of the yard does this phase you know into a parking lot across the street from and he goes well he goes we've heard that these places rent for over a thousand dollars a night in season i go okay still do the math on that even if you got you know 300 grand a year in, in revenue off of that property do the math on the roi and i go i don't know if it's a good investment or not and that's what happens. It gets to a point of where all markets become 
unlucrative or the or the the consumer can only afford so much which will then limit the price that they can get over here right because investors will only buy things they can get an roi on they don't just buy things to buy things they buy things to give them a return so it, in in housing when you say things like i want to live in the area that i grew up that's fantastic the area that you grew up in probably if it keeps going up 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 in price you know you maybe have to have a job or go to the right schooling to be able to afford that area because just because you know maybe your parents were surgeons doesn't mean that you can live in that area in Linden Hills just because you want to and you work at Tom Thumb or uh, 7-Eleven or whatever. I don't even know what convenience stores are even open anymore. Quick trip, whatever. And right. you know what I'm saying? And so it gets to a point of where you 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 have that you you have to apply the, the economics to your environment before you decide that that's what you're going to do. Yeah. I think this whole thing about being owed is just so annoying to me. Just saying. It, it's a it's a very scary disease to catch, and it's hard to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about so it. Un, I, I did it's a, so unfair. It's so unfair that people can go and live in Brazil for nothing, and you know, pay eleven dollars to go to a Fogo de Chao and be on the ocean. And I mean, it's just wrong. It's hey, so sad. Um, okay, first of all, I'm taking popular content online. And having you guys dissect it. It's not my opinions, okay? I just did a podcast recently with someone that was in Venezuela when they were making $1 a month. And they were eating dogs and rats. So I'm as far as it gets from socialism and whatnot. So don't put wow. that on to me, okay? No, I think we're, we're I not. Think I'm, just, I'm making questions. examples. I think he said your middle name for your generation is entitlement. Yeah, I think uh, I think America as a whole has gotten very spoiled and not just the oh, yeah. younger people, too. Just like, yeah. don't even get me started on the Ukraine war and what that's going to do for our future. And every single boomer and Republican is crying about it because oh, yeah. they think it's. Oh, we're, we're, we're positioning ourselves to be a bunch of big fat dummies. Vote for the people that say they're going to give you free stuff. They don't give you free stuff. You don't want to work. You want handouts. You want stimuluses. You want it's like show up and go to work. Be proud of yourselves. Work. That's what this is about, man. We didn't get ahead in the world by getting handouts. We got ahead in the world because we were innovators. We worked hard. We made new products. We made new systems. We made stuff. And now I, what I really do worry about is all these people that think we can become a service industry as a country. We're not going to make anything. We're just going to work on our computers and service stuff. And it's, it's a scary thought because, I, man, talk about AI replacing you, replacing your job. Well, the good thing is they're moving all that manufacturing to, to Mexico. And obviously we got a, a little military and influence in the Western hemisphere that will keep uh, an eye out on it. But 100 percent, I agree. We got to stop uh, crying as a, a country. So but everyone else, click that link okay? go to our website, subscribe on the YouTube, write us a review on iTunes, Spotify. Send us in any questions. If you want to buy or sell a home in Minnesota, you know who to go to. Ciao, ciao. To Andy. Is it to go Andy? to Chris. Go, wait, go to Chris. Where's Chris? Go yeah. over there. Yeah. Bye-bye. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.